0: Love Talk Radio. Let your power fall when your name is called. Prove the doubters wrong. God, you're still mighty and strong. So find this. That you have won again Let your power flow And yeah. that you have won again.
1: Now you know I cannot wait to tell all my friends how God has won again and again and again from Genesis to Revelation. We have the victory. Listen, I am so excited. You ought to see me cheesing, right? Um, I am so excited to have my good friend, Bishop Freddie Marshall, back on the show with us. As you know, we're celebrating our first year anniversary of being on the air. Whoop, 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 whoop. So, you know, thank God we made it. (laughs) Because in many days, I didn't know if we would. But, you know, whatever God calls for, he supplies the need for. So I was very, very honored that when I approached him about coming back, that um, without hesitation, you know, he said that he would come back. And, And that's one of the reasons why I love and respect um, Bishop Freddie Marshall, so much. Also, um, tonight's show is about starting over and moving forward. And I think that that is an excellent topic for um, this radio show tonight. You know, we're, we're in the spring season of life, and a lot of us are starting over and um, moving and doing different things to push forward to the mark of where we know that God has called us to be. So, we're going to talk about all of that tonight. But Let me tell you a little bit about the show. Fully Persuaded is a power-packed, one-hour weekly broadcast delivering Christ-centered messages. Say it with me, Christ-centered messages to inspire, uplift, and equip those looking for a deeper, richer relationship with God. Fully Persuaded is a unique blend of talk show, teleclass, laying on of hands, ministry sessions, anything you need. To increase your faith, build spiritual endurance, and initiate positive change, it's your girl, Cassandra Baker Durham, and thank you so much for joining me tonight on Fully Persuaded About Faith. Let me tell you about the guest of honor, and we have a super special guest tonight, too, but I'm not going to open that for you right now. I'm going to make you wait like they do on TV. So, if you ever wonder about starting over and moving forward in any area of your life, this is the show for you, Bishop Freddie Marshall, for the last twenty five years has led the Christ Cathedral Church of Deliverance as its founding and senior pastor, building lives and securing spiritual legacy and identity through the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen, by being an example of endurance and restoration. okay, why my eyes tear up right now, okay. All right, Bishop. Now ah, this bio getting to me. Bishop Freddie Marshall preaches a strong and declarative message of grace and repentance, admonishing all to embrace their individual process of growth, maturity, and awareness in Christ. As a man of faith, Bishop is an example that if you believe God, you are assured to receive whatever you expect. His time as a student in the local school systems of Winston-Salem Forsyth County Schools. His alma mater, North Carolina Central University in Durham, and y'all know I'm an Aggie, so I'm not going to hold that against him, okay? I'm not going to hold that against him tonight. And the recipient of several earned and honorary degrees, certifications, and recognition has prepared him to remain a relevant voice to the kingdom across several decades of church leadership and transition. As a trained and educated episcopate, he is an apostolic voice of preparation, a proficient I ain't even going to try that one. Okay, just say he's proficient, who is sought after nationwide as an instructor, trainer, and mentor. <clears throat> the bishop has been and continues to be invited internationally as a voice that matters to this generation. He needs to take a sister wedding. He is presently preparing to begin his new life. Whoop, whoop, with his fiance. Miss Xavier Brown, who has brought healing and wholeness to his life and that of his family and ministry. They were married in November of 2015. He is proud of his sons, who are all ministry and servant leaders, and his goddaughters, who have all developed their own relationship and identities with the Lord and the Church of Jesus Christ. And if you don't know by now who our special guest is, you will know in a few, few minutes. Bishop?
2: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You today?
1: <laughs> Bishop.
2: Yes, ma'am. Now, you
1: know this Bible messed me up, right?
2: <laughs> you
1: killed me. You you get me every time. You messed me up.
2: Oh, Cassandra, I am just grateful to God for you. I want to say at the onset of our time together this evening, happy anniversary to you. The Lord's blessings be upon you for this medium of communication, this medium of outreach and ministry of restoration that God has given you as you are reaching across not just this nation but nations through this radio show and this broadcast opportunity. So let me say to you, thank you for hanging in there, and thank you for being cognizant of the need for the word of God to go forth at all times and through uh, those opportunities that have been given unto us and these wonderful airwaves that we are able to just speak to uh, those who are out there. And I know your audience is broad. I know it is wise. And I decree the blessings of the Lord upon your ministry and upon the works of your hand and specifically upon the intentions of your heart. I know you. I've met you. I've been in your presence, and your heart speaks volumes to your oh. love for God's people and His word. So, happy anniversary to you.
1: Why you come out here trying to make me cry? Why you make <laughs> me <crying>? like <laughs> that?
0: See,
1: this is why I love you. I, I love you so much. First of all, I respect you. You know, because you. Um, you. you didn't consider it robbery when I was nobody and nobody knew my name. When I reached out to you on Facebook and said, Bishop, I know you don't know me, but will you do this for me? And and you were so gracious. And I think that that's how um, respectful relationships are built, you know, when you're able to, no no matter how high you get, when you're able to reach back to someone else and, and help lift them up. So I appreciate you. And, 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 and then I was blessed to be able to come hear you preach.
2: Yes. That
1: was, yes. That was amazing. That was amazing. Thank God.
2: Thank God. I was. My, I mama was keep saying, my mama keeps saying.
1: Because my mama keeps saying, you know, we're gonna have to sneak over there to Winston Salem one Sunday morning.
0: <laughs> 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 I show up to we oh, sneak.
1: Wow. We'll just go whenever you want to go. But you know what? Um, let's let's you know we gotta catch up. We I haven't yes. talked to you in a while, and and yes. you know let's. You know, it, it is the spring season, and, you know, colleges are letting out. People are finishing up exams, and, you know, people are thinking about making changes. You said something on your page one day that um, that shook me a little bit, and I want to ask you about it. You yes, ma'am. You said um, one of the greatest seasons of our lives is the season of options. Mm -hmm. Exercise yours with caution. Enjoy the ability to choose, but choose wisely. What did you mean by that?
2: Well, Cassandra, you know, those words were birthed out of my reflection and just some quiet time with the Lord. I recognize that from the very beginning of time. And I want to take us back biblically to when God places Adam in the Garden of Eden and then he blesses him with the companionship of Eve. Prior even to Eve coming into Adam's life, God gives Adam um, directions for his existence. God places Adam in a utopian state. Uh, where there is no need for worry of anything. But yet God leaves Adam open to the options of choice. God does mm. this because as the supreme deity who recognizes that his word frames worlds, so his word can't be challenged to the extent that it would ever Uh, Contradict even its own Self God says You have the right to Choose and so Mm. As I've reflected back over my Life I can testify that I have not always Made the best choices My choices have Not always been wise But yet God in his Providential wisdom And in his grace toward us Gives us seasons of options, uh, I want to talk about this in view of even what we are experiencing in America today, What what's mm. happening in the city of Baltimore, even as we speak. And I, I want us to even, uh, during our time together, to pray and to touch and agree mm. with your listeners, your audience, um, because it's praying time. When men feel they have no options, they turn to uh, the show of violence and rioting because to feel as if we have no option makes us feel hopeless. And, Cassandra, one of the words that I want to leave with those who are tuned in today is that no matter how bad our decisions have been, in our past seasons, God sets before us the ability to choose again. And one of the things that I have come to the conclusion that I'm going to do is that I am going to choose life. Mm. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. This season of options is very much the clarity to recognize that no matter how many walls we feel we are backed up into, that God is able to cut a door wherever he chooses and give us the opportunity to move forward. So those options and and that word that I released was very much about uh, attempting to bring hope to those who were, found themselves in some of the places I've found myself emotionally where we Mm -hmm. feel like everything is lost and nothing's Mm -hmm. working for us and no none of our decisions good bad or indifferent have brought us to places where we can really say we're okay but God spoke that word to me and said no you have in this season options
0: choose Mm -hmm. wisely
2: Focus on uh, those things that will be beneficial to you, beneficial to you connecting with your own destiny. Even as I was praying and thinking prior to our broadcast starting here with you tonight, I began to rejoice because I understand that many of us want God to do new things for us. But we don't Mm. recognize that we have to have a new mind even for God to begin to do new things.
0: New wine
2: can't be put in old wineskins. And so there has to be a change in our perspective and a change in our perception even of what God is saying so that when he begins to do the new thing, we become a new receptacle. For the new thing So this is a season mm. of options And I say to you And to those who are listening And I know that this uh, this listenership Is wide and broad I'm serious when I say it We're in a season where we get to choose And God says just choose wisely
0: Choose
2: mm. wisely So that you might be able to reap From what you have
1: chosen mm mm, mm, mm. gosh, I'm sorry, I'm taking a moment to let that sit and marinate because I love how you said that our minds have to change. And I remember um, last year, you know, going through the whole divorce process and all of that other stuff, one of the biggest things that God had to set me down and say, listen, girl, your mind has to change. Because I was still living, even, you know, six months out, I was still living like I was married. You know, I was, and and, and what I mean by that, financially, living like I had all this money when I did (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And God (laughs) had to sit me down and say, excuse me, you know, um, you don't live in a two-income household anymore. You need to start cutting and act like, you know, that you live by yourself. And I know for some people that's not important, but when you are trying to walk in the call that God has on your life and to do the things he's called you to do, everything has to come in order. Yes, yes. And And, and my mindset, uh, go ahead.
2: No, not to cut you off, but divorce and uh, separation, uh, we can even include into this death. Uh, and the anxiety of things Mm. changing around us Uh, because there are changes daily. And, Mm Cassandra, one of the things that most of us don't fail to recognize is the need for us to be able to acclimate to the inevitability Mm. of change. We want a new thing from God, but we want God to do it on the terms that keep us comfortable.
0: Mm. And what I hear
2: God saying is the new thing will sometimes upset your comfortability.
1: But if you trust
2: me, I will give direction even in the midst of darkness, and I will allow your faith to become your guide. We walk by faith and not by sight and how humanistically we wanna understand everything. But when yeah. we start talking about uh starting over and it's starting over in anything, there are people who mm. left school who wanna start mm. over their academic mm-hmm. pursuits. There there are people who have who have had relationships uh, whether they were family, relational, or, or in, in relationships between men and women, or just even in ministry. You know, sometimes God mm-hmm. calls people to a new place. Starting over is not easy no matter what the circumstances. And it yeah. is the it is the grace to start over that we should mm. really be thanking God for because the grace, has to be extended for us to see ourselves outside of the Mm. confines of those things that have been uh, very uh, common to us and those things that we are familiar with. Uh, I'll throw this out to you. Uh, God says to Abram in Genesis chapter 12, Get thee out of thy country and away from thy kindred. That word kindred is taken from the Hebrew word, the the same Hebrew word that we get family or familiar from. And change and the ability to start over in any area of our lives is about being able to leave what's familiar and go Mm. into new territory. It's, 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 It's very unnerving. It's challenging, but if we want what God has promised us, then we must learn how to allow every circumstance to do what the Word declares it's set to do, and that is to work together for our good. So we've got to be able to let go. I I believe there is an anointing in letting go of the old in order to embrace the next.
0: Oh, the God, next,
2: God. not just new, but the next, and that's damn, my damn. that's my declaration. God, I want what's next in my life.
1: Yeah. yeah, because
2: there is a next, and we have to have hope for what's next.
1: Oh God, let me um, let me let me let me let me tug on your your spiritual robe again. <clears throat> Why do you think? And this is just kind of off the top of my head. Why do you think we are so afraid of exercising our our, our options? And I, I know that starting over is a fearful thing, but why, why do you think that we're so afraid with the whole exercising our options and stepping out on faith and starting over?
2: Well, I think you'll, the verbiage that you've chosen for the question is the answer. It is about <laughs> stepping out on faith. It is very much about stepping out on faith. And what most believers fail to recognize is that we are supposed to go from faith to faith. Mm, the the faith I had when I when I accepted Jesus was faith enough to accept him. Mm. But every day I must develop faith enough to live for him. And faith pushes me beyond just where I was. Faith pushes me where I'm going. And so it's always going to be uh, a new experience. I think people only become bored in their relationship with Jesus and even in our interpersonal relationships when we fail to see the the new side, the side of God that we haven't seen The angels are before the throne of God, day and night, Mm. bowing down, crying, holy, holy, holy. That Mm. worship is a result of the fact that every time they look up and look upon him, they see a side of God they've never seen. And Mm. it causes them to bow down again and say, holy, holy, holy. Well, Mm. our faith is designed to keep us in a freshness with our in our relationship with God. But we can't do it if we are con, con, comfortable in just being complacent, staying mm. in one place. Even in our interpersonal relationships with others, we miss the opportunity to go to, from faith to faith even in our relationships because we generally lock people in to one Mm -hmm. perception of them, and leave Mm -hmm. them there. And so Mm. it's about growing in our faith. See, you will never be so close to God that you don't need faith. Amen. Because the closer we get to God, the higher he calls us to come. And to go higher
1: requires more faith. Mm. Gosh oh, you just saved me about $150 at the psychiatrist's office. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, because that makes perfect sense, though, when you put it in terms of that, that we are called to go to higher faith, and it takes faith to go to that higher faith and to remain there.
2: Absolutely. You know, I just
1: hadn't really thought about it in terms, uh, it you know it, and it is a faith walk all day long and it and it makes me it, and it reminds me of how I remember when I first got saved, and God would answer my prayers just like that, just like that, and it seems mm-hmm. like the longer I've been saved, the longer I have to <laughs> wait for him to answer and in my own life, I've had to reconcile that to Cassandra it's about stretching your faith, you know
0: yes.
1: you know you would never grow if he just always did it instantly and immediately for you
2: yes and 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 that is how God works uh It's about developing a vision, even the more as I think about it and I can't get away from it because uh from the very beginning of this uh unfolding situation in Baltimore. I've carried in my spirit just such a heaviness. Uh, Cassandra, we've got a group of people running around in the kingdom who think that it's their role uh, to just be uh, commentators on what others are doing. It's about building faith. We've got a generation of people who have been lost, and they have been lost as a result of us not publicly walking out our faith. That doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. That doesn't mean that we're not going to make some bad decisions or mess up some options that are before us. We have all who are mature have lived through enough things to recognize that we never get to the place where we can't uh, find ourselves praying, God, order my steps and cause me to stay in the place where I'm walking circumspectly before you. But what we've got to do is bring hope back to the generation. And hope uh, is a result of people seeing others live out their faith, their faith, walk it out, sometimes making uh, it, sometimes uh, almost looking as if we're failing as we go, sometimes stumbling, sometimes falling, but at all times saying, God, I need you to help me to walk out. With yeah. What
0: was this yeah.
2: weeks ago when Dr. Creflo Dollar was expecting and believing God for this plane? Even mm-hmm. believers turned on him because yeah. we don't live with expectation. But then mm. when God does it, everybody wants to rally around it. There must be men and women of God, not just with titles and positions and certain uh, statuses in the kingdom, but men and women of God who just love God, who say, God, Mm -hmm. I'm willing for my life to be a life that is an example of walking out my faith. Walking out and saying, God, I trust you.
1: Mm -mm -mm. You know, Every so often, <clears throat> I'll ask a question on my Facebook page because I want to just, I'm just trying to see how far left we have become, you know, Yes. Um, yes. because, you know, you're in ministry as well as I, and, you know, you, you lay out before God, and, uh, you know, you do everything that you can, and then you give out, you know, to I- anybody that's willing to walk up with a cup, essentially. Um, but every now and then, I like to just see how far left we have gotten because I think some of this too, you know, as you were saying, is the church is no longer the church, you know, and I think because we have seen so many people misuse and abuse um, their office that people do not take it serious anymore. Because when I was growing up, if a man or a woman or guy said something, that was the law. I mean, you know.
0: We didn't have time
1: to talk and backpedal and and ask you what did you think you mean, you know, and all that other stuff. You know, we took it for what it was. And I saw, too, the thing with Crystal Dollar, And and my, you know, it's just some things I don't even get in. You know, and that was one of those things I thought, you know what, if this is all you have to get in arms about, you have some serious issues. You know, because we pick and choose some of the craziest things.
2: Sure we do. And it's because our focus is not the kingdom. When our focus yes. becomes the kingdom, then we treat a recognition that it requires space for anything to happen. Let me give you an example. Uh, a man of God believing God for $65 million to do ministry to me is no greater than a man of God standing beside the bedside of a member who has been diagnosed with terminal cancer believing God to heal them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. and a lot of times what we do, and and the enemy is diabolically uh, very smooth in getting us to move away from faith declarations.
0: We mm-hmm.
2: must go back to expecting God to do the impossible so that we will see the miracles of our fathers. We can see the miracles of the first century church. And this is what restoration is all about. Your your theme tonight is so powerful, starting over and and moving forward. All of those things require us receiving from God uh, the restorative grace to be able to come Mm. back. No matter where we are, no matter what we've gone through, no matter what we've experienced, God is a restorer. And mm-hmm. he wants to bring us back to him. Part of our problem is we preach a gospel that we don't expect to see. We talk about restoration on. but then we get upset when God restores people.
0: Mm-hmm. Because we yeah. generally
2: want people to suffer according to our expectations. Yeah. There's God I I was teaching our congregation several weeks ago uh in our Bible study about this not being the time of judgment. Because if this were the time of judgment, we would all be deemed unworthy. Mm. So grace God, oh has been given and extended unto us. Mm. And God has given us grace according to the measure of the gift. The grace mm. isn't measured, but our gifts are measured. And mm. grace is extended according to the measure of the gift. And Mm. it is clear that sometimes the more gifted we are, the more grace we need in order for the gift to work.
0: And so when we
2: begin to see men and women of God be restored, no matter what they've done, no matter what they've gone through, we generally, as the church, are the first to, uh say uh, I don't know where they think they come from or why they still doing what they do. If God has restored mm. them to restore means to bring back to his original place or its original yeah. purpose. And so mm. you know we yeah. we have a generation where we would tell people, go sit down, you sin but at what point do we mm. tell them to get back up and that's not the yeah. mission that we continue in sin that grace may abound. But there is grace to cover anything. And and herein is the challenge, I think, that the 21st century church with all of our uh, technology and information and access to information must come to grips with. There is a grace that has been extended to us all. And we need to see men and women of God restored and people of God restored back to their original place. And then we must understand that once that restoration happens, it's for us. The, uh, the Bible says, if you see your brother overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore. Mm. There is a restoration from God, but then there has to be a restoration from within the ranks of those who are spiritual.
0: Those mm-hmm. who are spiritual,
2: restore. In the spirit of meekness, considering ourselves, accept we be tempted. We are all tempted by something.
0: And you ain't have lying. Good
2: spirit of, of, of understanding that when God restores, then there must be a level of restoration from those who are spiritual also. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you asked for all of that, but that just flowed out because I believe that this is a serious time that we're in. And God is causing us to walk in this newness, but this newness is going to require from us a new attitude as we go forward.
1: I like that you said that because, um, you know, I'm Pentecostal holiness now.
0: <laughs> so I'm so
1: before I'm <laughs> I, think, I think that I am the new breed of Pentecostal holiness, though. Because, you know, I've been taught, you know, sit down till you get it together. You know, um, but I'm also learning in this walk that grace is grace, and I don't get to choose who and when God extends His grace.
2: Absolutely, and and what the power of that is that what I think one of the things that and I hear this even as we are conversing in the first part of this this uh show in, in this interview is that grace is a work uh the the work of grace is a god work mm. and men from our perspective will never understand the fullness of grace being extended yeah. to the lives of God's people because in our humanity, we have no concept of grace from the place God sits. The scripture says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Mm. Sometimes all of us could care less about man. But God, being who he Mm. is, sits and allows our lives to take the twists and turns that it takes. And he's never moved. Or swayed concerning his original words cons- about us, mm. so we make dumb choices and do stupid things, and and mm-hmm. we act as if we don't know. And then God sits there unmoved and unchanged, and declares, yes. "What I said about you shall be, regardless of what you go through." Absolutely, man will never understand grace from that perspective. So again, you know,
1: and, and now that you it said us. it, I think you've got to be forgiven of a few things to be able to Absolutely. extend that grace. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You've got to be done with a few things.
2: It's only until we ourselves have to live through it that yes. we become sensitive to those who are struggling through it. Whatever yes. it is. <sighs> There are a lot of God. people who judging, and they're only judging from places they have not gone. Absolutely. But in, but in just a few oh, I more, love that. But in just a few more risings and settings of the sun, even they will recognize it is only but by the grace of God that we are
0: here.
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I I think I'm out. You got. I wish you were gonna get that book done now, cause that you know <laughs> I need to take my highlighter, cause I'm trying to type this stuff out as quick as you say it. I need a highlighter, because oh I, I forgot God. about something. You know we have not all gotten where we are without falling down and making mistakes, because we do some That's crazy it. stuff. Yeah, you know,
2: we do. And it, 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 we're wired like that. See, we're wired like that. And what, what grace does is gives us time uh, to unplug. And that's a time I think that's out in this generation. Uh, my son said to me a few weeks ago, we need to do an unplugged service. And I said, well, you have to explain that to me because I don't even know what that means. But when I think <laughs> about it in retrospect, I think that grace gives space for us to unplug some of this bad wiring and get wired in correctly.
1: Yes, I like that. I like that. I like that. So you know what? Let me ask you this then.
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: Since we're on this grace and and talking about starting over and moving forward, you said something um, that piqued my interest about making a temporary place a permanent place.
0: Mm-hmm. You wrote a
1: borrowed tomb and an empty sepulchre are proof that we should never make a permanent place. What was only designed to be a temporary position. Can I shout right there?
0: Can it's Can I, I just shout
1: there. right there? It's a good Cause place. Because I to mean, shout. great God for glory. Because I'm bad about that. I'll make something permanent in a minute. <laughs>
3: You know, can you minister to the
1: crazy folk like me that would love to turn permanent stuff, stuff that is temporary, into something permanent?
2: Because we get stuck. And that's Satan's hope. It, it's the enemy's hope that when we have a bad day, we get stuck in a bad day.
0: Mm. Or when we make
2: a bad decision, we get stuck in the bad decision. See, he wants mm. us to feel, again, he wants us to feel as if our hope is gone. And so when we were coming through Resurrection Weekend, I I began to rejoice because I recognized that the only reason Jesus never purchased a place to be buried is because he knew he would never stay down.
0: Mm. So
2: what we we master in is making temporary places permanent places. Our emotions is one of those places where we lose quite a bit.
0: We'll mm-hmm. sit back
2: and become emotional about a situation, emotional about something that someone has said or done, and we'll, we'll have you ever seen people who don't speak anymore over just mm-hmm. a moment? We mm. make it permanent. When we recognize yeah. everybody's entitled to a moment, everybody's entitled to have a moment where you're not having a so good day, But I don't Mm -hmm. have to determine the rest of my life off of that moment. So we've got to stop making places permanent. And when when the Lord gave me that revelation, it it was Resurrection Weekend. We don't have to stay down. There is Mm -hmm. no power that can keep us down except we refuse Mm -hmm. to say to what we're feeling, what we're going through, what we're dealing with. You don't have the three days. I'm getting up from here. I tell folks, like oh, the maximum you ought to be down about anything is three days. Now, sometimes you don't need the three minutes. Sometimes Amen. you don't need the three hours. But I'm Amen. saying that the most, don't stay in nothing down and dismal and, and depressed no more than three days.
1: I have we the that
2: model from Jesus. Let's get up. Let's
1: resurrect. Yes. My pastor teaches the same thing. She said, I'm getting y'all three days to get it <laughs> to get it that's together. It. That's and it. that's it. I expected to see you you know, coming back out of this thing. Now, one of the big things about um us making temporary places, um making permanent places from temporary places is our inability to forgive. Um You said one time it requires great character to forgive and a strong resolution of love and to enter into an agreement to forgive somebody.
2: Hmm. Yes.
1: And, and
2: Angela, I'll say this in brief. Forgiveness, again, requires a special grace Mm. because when we forgive, we literally say, "God, I'm prepared to let mm. go. Mm-hmm. I'm prepared to not hold. Yeah. I'm prepared to not uh, require or exact a debt. Mm. I'm prepared to move forward." Theoretically, it sounds good, but it requires God's help. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but we must practice forgiveness. Mm. And forgiveness says that I'm so over it that when I see you looking better than I thought you should have looked oh, I can yeah. rejoice with how good you look. Glory. Because I'm not I'm not expecting you to be what you've been through. Amen. Forgiveness Amen. says I'm ready to see you blessed just like I'm ready to be blessed. So let's both Amen. move forward so we can get to the blessing.
1: Yes. Oh, God. I love how you, I I like how you put that because in the process of separating and getting divorced, part of my forgiveness was I will not speak anything negative about him. I don't do it. And that requires being in your heart uh,
2: one who is prepared to move forward. Uh, The second part of this theme for tonight, um, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of leads us, I believe, to to our other guest. Uh, it's yes, about yes. saying that's why I built in some extra ready,
1: time. I know how I'm we do
2: to move forward. I'm ready Yay! to go forward. Uh, see, you never get to go forward until you forget the things which are behind, oh, and you're gonna have to do it. Even when people believe you don't deserve what mm. God is doing for you next, your resolve yes. to not speak ill or wish ill against someone who has done you wrong mm. is is very clear that you are ready for what God has for you. Mm. I have I have forgiven, but can I speak from the perspective of one? who has also had to be forgiven.
0: Mm, See, i had to be yeah. forgiven. Mm. And I
2: recognize that in, in needing to be forgiven. Uh, Kevin Hart, uh, the, the comic, says all <laughs> the time as it relates to his uh, divorce, uh, he was happy uh, and his ex-wife was happy, but he felt like he was happier than she was. Mm. forgiveness says, I'm okay if you're happier than I am,
1: mm-hmm. I
2: recognize the same happy you have, if I trust God, I'm going to get there too. Yes. And that's not to say that we don't go through the emotions of feeling and thinking, but when you mm. are ready for what God has next, you position yourself to forgive.
0: I'm yeah. telling you
2: we don't have time to hold nobody hostage.
0: Mm-mm, even those mm-mm. who have
2: done us wrong. Because Amen. Hey, hear me prophetically tonight that time is not as long as it has been. So we better all live each and every day. Thank you. Saying, God let me find my place of peace so yeah. I can live my days in the peace and the fulfillment of the promises that you have for me. So this, forgiveness is a covenant. And you got to enter into yeah. agreement with God and with the word of God to forgive. Yeah. And anybody who can't practice it, it doesn't mean we're going to always uh, succeed. It doesn't mean we don't have to cast down jealousy and envy. It doesn't mean mm. that we don't have to say, God, please, clear my heart. Because I know such and such did this to me, and so and so said this about me, and I really want to deal with them. It doesn't mean we're not going to have those moments,
0: but as mm-hmm. soon as we
2: recognize we're having them, we need to look forward. I can't
1: get to what is coming until I let go of what has been. Yes. Now I want to stop you right here because you know I built in some extra time because I know how we do. But um, <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to kind of. I want to um, bring in our special guest in in a special kind of way if I can. Okay. Okay, I I want to read your post on Facebook about this wonderful woman of God, and then I'm going to bring her on the air, okay? Okay. This is what you wrote. Thank you, Xavier Brown, for loving me and accepting me. You have brought me to a place of wholeness and healing and I thank you for being an integral and in teaching me to embrace my truth and then challenging and praying with me, praying me through to see clearer to my own heart. You have taught me that as much as I am a giver, I couldn't give right until I truly received from God all that I needed. There are places where I've revered and respected, loved and honored, and then places that the reception is opposite uh is is excuse me then places that the reception of me is opposite, and I'm okay with that fact. I yet live, but not just me, but Christ in me. Yet I must pause to publicly say, in my brokenness and weakness, God's strength was made perfect, and He gave me a true gift in you. You are proof that the anointing to renew and rebuild is a gift given to those who are graced to minister to the gifted yet flawed with skill and patience. I thank God for you. I thank you for being who you are in my life. I look forward with prayerful anticipation to the best days of our life. As public a life as I live, my personal life has always been that. Personal. I've been silent through the roughest days and yet cautious in the better days. Yet I love you and proclaim that I thank you for loving me. Guys, that is the best introduction that I can give the future Mrs. Freddie Marshall. Her name is Miss Xavier Brown. Help me welcome her, y'all.
0: Brown. Hey, <laughs> Hi, how are you?
1: <laughs> how are you? Thank you so much I am for taking well. time out Thank of your you. business schedule hanging out with
3: us. Yes, ma'am, not a problem. It is my pleasure. Thank you for the thoughtfulness
1: and happy anniversary to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, yes, ma'am. I, I love the fact that y'all are going to tag team tonight. So let's, you know, let's. Let's jump right into it. How about that? Talk to Thank us you. about talk to us about moving forward. Because we've gotten the starting over, we've gotten the faith and we've gotten the forgiveness. And so, you know, moving over might you know, moving forward might be a pretty nice thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, moving forward, um my pastor once preached this message next is calling your name. Um, Mm. And moving forward to me is just that the answer to next. So you answering next, the call that next is calling your name, that answer that you give is simply that moving forward. And you have to make a conscious decision with that choice, those options that you have, to renew your mind, to rejuvenate your spirit, to refocus, revitalize, reconstruct, Start over, mm-hmm. moving forward. My so God. since Nix was calling my name, I decided to answer. And move All forward. right now,
1: <laughs> I like that. I love that, and, and I love I can be just as country as I want to be on the lot, on, on on the uh, on the air with y'all tonight. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm so <laughs> happy. You know, I'm, I'm cheesing probably harder than anybody on the radio because <laughs> I'm so happy. Because, see, what that lets me know is I got next.
3: <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Nix is calling no.
1: your name. Your name. Nick is yes. always calling. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, woman of God, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh wow! A little bit about myself. Well, my name is Fabia Brown.
3: <laughs> I'm from Orangeburg, South Carolina. Um, I love God. I don't have a a long bio. I love God, and I'm happy. I'm living and loving my life. <laughs>
1: you know what? But you know that's enough because we spend so much of our life looking for love, and unfortunately, some of us, you know, we tend to look for it in the wrong places. But I can right. hear the happiness, and, and 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 if there's any women on the line tonight that have been hurt and disappointed and are afraid to move forward, um, into and, and the next, what what would you tell those ladies tonight, and the men too?
3: Um, just like you and Bishop spoke of, you've got to forgive, learn to let go, trust in God, and move forward. It sounds simple, but I mean, if you just Stay in the will of God. Stay in God. Stay on your face. Pray God will give you the answer. And moving forward will not be
1: as hard. It
3: will be trying it sometimes, but you will
1: be able to do it. (laughs) You will. Yes,
2: ma'am.
1: Amen. Bishop, do you want to weigh in on that?
2: I think that that is a a tremendous word and, and really strong and sound doctrine it it is about seeking god. Uh one of the mm. things that i believe that um social media has done it is a, it has given us um mediums to express a lot of our emotions and i think sometimes we express them undone and uncooked. Um mm. it's like a it's like a person uh, you you said something about uh wet cake I saw that, uh, and what what you said was anything that's wet it, that should be baked means that it's not done. Sometimes mm-hmm. we throw out before the world emotions that are not done.
1: So yeah. we have
2: to reckon with it, and moving forward, I believe, says that I'm not going to use platforms to try to make uh, others feel less than. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to only focus on what's ahead of me. Uh, Because when we talk about starting over, even when we talk about moving forward, everybody recognizes that there had to have been experiences prior to that. But Mm -hmm. for those who are serious about moving forward and or starting over, our focus can't be what has been. Our focus has to be what shall be and I Mm. believe that Xavier's words were so powerful as she reflected upon the word and the message of a pastor. Uh, It's about really hearing next calling our name. When we hear Mm. the call from next, it's easy to start focusing Mm. on next. Sometimes people Mm. can't focus on next because they haven't tuned into the voice of next. Mm-hmm. Because I believe Next has a distinct voice. And so I, I'm receiving, even from what is being spoken, I want to hear Next calling my name. Mm-hmm. Just to tag okay. on
3: um, you speaking about the prior experiences, um, we have to remember the lessons that we've learned from those prior experiences also in moving forward so that when we apply those lessons, um it won't be a continuous cycle
1: of starting over
3: but there'll be a sense mm. of continuity. Oh, oh
1: good. I like I I know, wasn't that date? She was deep. I know <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Let me ask you one treadmill uh, <laughs> <laughs> ask you this um because you know we're just sitting in the living room talking hanging out and eating some dry cake and having some coffee but um if, if you know why should we start over or move forward suppose we're just like hey i'm tiptoeing through the tulips i've been saved two days and everything is wonderful you know i got kool-aid following out my faucets why why should i even think about moving forward or starting over
2: I think firstly, and, and I'll jump in, I, I don't know to whom it was directed firstly, but oh, either I'll, one. I'll say this. I'll say I believe that it is a part of development and maturity. There was something about Job's friends that I find extremely interesting. People only begin to question us when we're going through. Mm. They never question us when we're on the top. Mm. they want to be us, they want to be close to us, they want to celebrate us, they want to be identified with us. Relationships really don't get questioned until they go through. And, mm-hmm. and those friends of Job's, you know, if Job is the kind of man that I perceive him to be from what I read in the Word, if there was a cookout, it was probably at Job's house. Mm-hmm. If people were being invited out, Job was probably picking up the table. If something had to happen in the community, Job was probably the one spearheading it. If there was a need for change or a need for a sound voice, Job was probably the person that everybody said, let Job lead it.
0: But Mm. then when he goes
2: through, he begins now to get questions from his friends. What did you do? How did your life get to this place? But Job, even in his time with God, moving through the emotions of wanting to die, wanting to give up, wanting to be taken out, wanting to leave the earth, he says something that I found very profound. This is what Job said. He knoweth the way that I take, Mm. and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth. Mm. I believe that what we must do is we must mature to the place and grow to the place where we can begin to see the need for us to end certain cycles and to begin new ones. Again, that starts Mm. in our decision-making. When we make unhealthy decisions, when we do things that are not profitable, and as Avia said it in her words a few moments ago, we've got to seek for some sense of continuity and not just the repetitiveness of trying to get out of something all the time. Mm. That would be my answer. Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Wow. Gosh. I like that. See, this is what I love about doing this show. I get to listen to the archives because it's useless for me to try to take notes while I'm trying (laughs) to listen because – I think I'm going to probably pull a Mary Jane and put that on a post. <laughs> no, no, <my laughs> I think I'm going to have to have that one. Um, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Now, we know that um, people are in fear about starting over and moving forward. Osavia, um, what yes, do you ma'am. think? What do you think of some of the benefits and rewards of letting go in that of that fear and just just do it? What do you think of some of the benefits and rewards of just starting over
3: um starting over kind of would give you a clean state, a clean slate um sometimes we are um our worst enemy. We beat ourselves up the most, but um just giving yourself a sense of progression. And starting over, it's not always because of something that failed. Sometimes it was the lesson learned that taught you something that said, okay, wait, well, hey, let me start this over so that there can be a sense of continuity.
0: Mm. So
3: just releasing those fears, I think that, you know, having a sense of regrouping to get yourself back on track to move forward, like I said, a sense of progression, um, it reestablishes. Yourself, okay. You know what? I'm on the right track. I can do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's reaffirming
3: to
1: you, self reaffirming. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, Bishop. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta come from the left corner for you. Okay. You ready?
2: Yes, I'm ready.
1: Tell me, what have you been learning about God in the last year?
2: You bring tears to my eyes even in asking the question. Because oh. I have come to know him differently. Mm. It is one thing to have to reckon with things privately, mm. but it is something totally different when you have to reckon with things publicly. Oh, God. There are certain processes that we live through privately that we think we're good with until we have to also face them publicly. Oh. And so I know him to be a very present help. And I have come to know him to be that over these last several years, actually, um, and just reckoning with the processes of God, that bring you to a place of Understanding Him mm-hmm. That I might know Him is the scripture that I'm hearing In the mm-hmm. power of His resurrection But also In the fellowship of His suffering Jesus. And these last seasons of My life have been uh, To know Him In the fellowship of His suffering mm. And Cassandra, I say to you with all sincerity, and uh, I preach about it, I've shared with Avavia, uh in great detail and with specificity, processes that I've lived through um, that God and only God could have brought me through. A major Jesus. part of those are, uh, I believe, overcoming things in our minds. Uh, but. The, idea and, and this this opportunity to share with you today, you know, and I, I don't know, I don't know how people will perceive it uh, and really, you know, because I know that we're in a time where people spend a lot of things uh, and mm-hmm. they try to control mm-hmm. perception. Um, mm. And, you know, it's really about answering this call today um, when you reached out. And this opportunity came. I I thought God has a way of allowing mm. us to be able to just share uh, the intimacies of our heart. Mm. But in short, and I make everything long, but in short, to answer your question, I know Him in the fellowship of His suffering,
0: mm. and so
2: My. when you started talking about starting over when you started talking about moving forward, I thought it was so appropriate mm-hmm. because yes. that's that's the place I'm in right now. I'm in a place where I'm ready to start over. Now, I'm okay with anything that goes on that's not ready for me to start over, but mm-hmm. I've got the key to this car.
1: Yes, glory.
2: Grace has gassed it, and I intend to drive it.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mm. Lord. Whew. You know, it's so funny to me because I always ask God, who who do you want me to have on? Who, you know, who, what, you know. Um, and I find that, you know, that's the way to stay out of stuff if you, if, if you go to God, you know. And I remember, it's so funny. I hadn't even thought about it being the show's one-year anniversary. You know, because you know how it is in ministry. You just go to work. I mean, you just you do it. You don't think about you've been doing this for a while, whatever. And so um, when it came upon me, and I said, "Um, God, you know, we're coming up on the anniversary, and I haven't done anything and haven't prepared anything. And I remember praying. I said, God, who do you want? This is the one anniversary of something you did. Yeah. You know, this is your work. Who do you want to declare about your work on your show? And it came to me just as plain as day. And I said, "Well, Lord, now don't you hear me asking this man?" <laughs> and he go tell me I'm booked up for the next two years.
0: <laughs>
1: and God brought back to my remembrance the last time you were on the show, and you said, "If you ever need me." Wow. Come. Yeah. And I thank and I praise God because I knew, you know, because I've I've spent all of, what, three hours with you maybe? Well, okay, one time you preach, so two hours. I mean, you know, really, we haven't, you know, and I thank God for you. I do. I don't I, know what don't your struggles, good. your testing, your trials were, and it ain't for me to know because, you know, I operate on the fact of that we have to pray, and we yes. have to pray for our leaders in earnest. You know, because I tell my pastor this, they're throwing rocks at us, but if y'all move, we the ones going to fall. Y'all are the ones taking the hits for us because yeah. y'all are on the forefront. So I got to believe that the same God that has allowed y'all to stand on the forefront and take the heat of the battle is the same God that's going to beat your sword and your shield and your buckler in your time of need. I don't know what you've been going through, but I know this right here. I know God.
2: Yes.
1: And whatever it is, He's well able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. Um, I, I regard I regard you so highly because it's not often you can get people that have attained a certain point in ministry to even talk to you. For real. And let's just be really real on the air for those of you that are in leadership positions. It'll be nice if you call folk back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're
1: busy, that's fine. It Respect us little people. And you always do that. Every time I reach out to you, I don't care what crazy hour it is. And I'm going to tell you, that goes somewhere with me because you know that we're doing the work of the Lord, and we ain't got no money to pay no money. <laughs> this is all hard.
2: Absolutely. And I love Absolutely. you, and I respect
1: you, uh,
2: because I, I know you the and heart of. I respect of... you. I do. I respect you. I you. You. You know, but that's just it. I think that one of the things that we have to become real cognizant of is that every part of the body has to be fitly joined. Uh, mm-hmm. The Lord gave me a revelation of First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 32, many years ago. We read it generally for our communion services and things of that nature, but the text is real explicit when it says, For this cause are many sick and weak among you, and some sleep, because mm-hmm. we do not discern the Lord's body.
0: Mm. People
2: sometimes have a convoluted conception of their own grandeurness.
0: Mm. When mm.
2: At, at the end of the day, we are all just a part of the body. Yeah. We all need one another to function. Yeah. And so when when any part of the body reaches out to another we are responsible. You know, people have heart attacks because they don't listen to their heart and their head.
0: Because mm-hmm. there are signs. Gosh. There
2: Whew. are signs to strokes. Mm. There are signs to digestive tract disorders. But mm. our problem is we don't listen to our body. Whew. And so sometimes people are not diagnosed until they are so far advanced that modern medicine can't really help because we don't listen Mm. to our bodies. Well, that same Mm. thing happens spiritually when we don't listen to one another. When Mm. a part of the body calls out or cries out,
0: when Mm. we ignore
2: that part of the body, we're just allowing something to live in us that shouldn't. Mm. Gosh.
1: Jesus. Jesus. who, Mrs. Xavier.
3: Yes, ma'am.
1: You t- Tell me, what have you been learning about God in the past year?
3: In the past year?
1: Well, God yeah. has really um,
3: been redefining my definition of his voice to me. In the past oh. year, yes, ma'am, it's, it's been a journey. <laughs> um, yes. So in this redesigning, it took me to a backseat to actually start over in a sense, hearing the voice mm-hmm. of God for my life, like mm-hmm. down to the basics. Okay, God, what should I put on today? What would you like to see me in today? You know, I had to really take it back elementary in the past Mm -hmm. year just to really get back to the purity of God's voice to me. Because over the years, of course, um, life um, causes that voice sometimes to be tainted through experiences. So in the last year, God has been renewing his voice, or like I said, the definition of his voice, to me, because like I said over the years, it had become tainted, and some things that I thought was God was not. I was thinking, okay, I th- yeah, I think that was God, you know. Mm, no, that wasn't even God. That was my flesh. That was me. That was something that I wanted to do. That was a choice that I made. Um. So, and that, yep, that's been the the most thing that I've learned in the past year. Just to Listen. Mm. Listen to God, the real room. voice of God, to know and understand His voice again. Mm, 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 mm. Gosh, I that's, think important. Uh, I really do. I really do. Amazing. My mom used to say something: "Practice makes perfect." So. I don't mm. want to mm. ever stop striving for perfection in hearing his voice or with anything in my life that I, you know, decide to take on, move forward in. Um, so I'm going to keep practicing listening to that voice. Mm. Keep That's practicing major. Right, to perfect my answer in the call of next.
1: Mm. It's been a real defining year for me. You know, and and that is so major because so many times we miss it. We do. We miss it sometimes too often. And <laughs> yes, and that missing it causes us so much. It can cause us so so much unnecessaryness when we miss it. Um, mm. Bishop, well, I'm gonna ask yes, you this me? too, Mister Xavier. What's on the horizon for you?
3: Ooh, on the horizon. I'm just looking yes. forward to the newness. Um I'm there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot on the horizon. <laughs> I'm I'm absorbing the new experiences. I'm absorbing the newness of this relationship. Um
1: the newness of God every day. Amen. 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 That is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I'm going to have you to stay on the line. Bishop? Yes, ma'am. Um, we got 15 minutes, and I'm going to give them to you.
2: Okay. I want you
1: to pray and do whatever else you need to do. In Jesus' mm-hmm. name.
2: <laughs> All right. Let me thank you again. I want to thank Azazia also for consenting yeah. to be a part of this. Um, I, I recognize that. Uh, that this request pulls her out of her element. She's a behind-the-scenes kind of person, but I appreciate you for seeing enough in the both of us to allow this opportunity for us to share. And I thank her for accepting uh, this challenge today of sharing her heart and words with us. Uh, Cassandra, again, I want to thank you for being who you are. You are a voice that matters and i want to encourage you today to continue to be uh the woman of god that he is calling you to be. You are a voice that matters and what you're doing by way of this radio show and the other things that you do in ministry you don't you don't toot your own horn you move uh very circumspectly uh with regard to what you do um, but i watch and i'm healing and i thank you i thank you for being who you are i want to use these last few moments um to to those who are listening as i'm asking that we can come into agreement tonight in prayer i want to lift up uh this nation
0: mm.
2: specifically the city of baltimore maryland and I want us to touch and agree tonight that in those pockets around this country and around the world, uh, as we watch the news of over 2,000 lives that have been lost in Nepal, Mm.
0: uh,
2: Mount Everest, where they are still trying to calculate the number of uh, bodies as they are pulling Mm. them out of the snow. From the earthquakes. Um, They're people whose situation will never make the news,
0: Mm. but
2: it's real to them. Even in this region where we live, we have lost pastors. Congregations are losing spiritual leaders. Mm -hmm. There is so much dismay in pockets across. Uh, the world, communities, lives, families, homes, individuals. And in these last few moments tonight, I want to touch and agree by faith with those who will touch and agree with us Thank you, Jesus. that God will Thank you, Jesus. be a source of strength,
0: yeah. that Thank where you. there
2: is unrest, there will be peace. We pray for police officers across this nation and other nations. We pray for those who are uh, in the midst of identity crises of any sort, Um, the judges that sit on the bench who must uh, hand out judgments, the politicians who long the men and women of God who serve in our armed forces. Hallelujah. I want to pray for fathers tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Fathers who have to lead families and sometimes themselves on limited resources. I want to pray for marriages tonight. I want to pray for families tonight, for children who go to school sometime and it's the only meal they'll get the only one they'll be guaranteed. I want to pray for the college students who are winding up another semester and yet another school year, some trying to figure out how they'll get finances for the next semester, some whose grades may not be where they need to be, those who are graduating, who are saying, I'm excited about graduation, but I don't know what opportunities are ahead of me. I want to pray for them tonight. I want to pray for the medical workers that yet, those who are laying in hospitals, those who are in need of healing in their body, those who are in mental institutions who need peace in their mind, I want to pray for those who are locked behind uh prison walls and jails and places of unrest, those who have lost family members uh this year, this week, this month, I want to pray peace thank you Chief. I want to pray that God will be a very present help
0: Thank you, Jesus.
2: in the time of trouble. For Thank those you. who are on Wall Street, those who are in new seasons where they're excited about new opportunities, I want to pray because I recognize that everybody's season is in dismal. There are some folk who are in great seasons where they're making more money than they've ever made. They're closing on new homes. They're starting new jobs. I want to pray for them that God will continue to give them strength and direction. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for those who can't even hear us praying for them, that God will meet them at the point of their need for pastors, for missionaries, for evangelists. I want to pray for landlords who sometimes have to hear the excuses of tenants who can't pay their rent. I want to pray for the salesman Who's saying God I need my commission Check to go higher I want to pray for the world I want to pray for those who are In entertainment Those who are in the news media I pray now a covering The blood of Jesus Cover us all And that as we come In some places To the close of a day And then yet around the globe In some places they're starting a new day that no matter where we are in our day, in the name of Jesus, that we will find hope you, to know that this day is going to be better than the last one thank you, Jesus. and that we're going to become better. You, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you because thank we you. know, God, you answer a prayer. Thank and according you. to your word, if we know you hear us and we know we have the petition that we ask of you, so we thank you. In Jesus', you,
1: Jesus. name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Bishop. Thank, Thank you, you, Mrs. Avery. Thank you. Wow. This has been a powerful show.
2: Amen.
3: Amen. This
1: has been amazing. Thank you so much um, for Thank joining you us. Thank Another episode of Fully Persuaded About Faith. Hey, man of God, I'm expecting great things from you. Mrs. Xavier, mm-hmm. I can't wait to sit down and have coffee with you. Yes, ma'am, I'm excited. <laughs> Amen. We're not going well, to dry cake, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, you guys, there it is. Another episode of Fully Persuaded About Faith. We have been doing this for one year. Please check out our webpage, www.FullyPersuaded2.com. Leave us a note. Um, You know, uh, if if the show has been blessing you, leave us a testimony. Whatever you want to do, you can find out all the information about the guests, At that webpage, you can also sow a seed, leave a donation, a love offering, whatever. Um, You can also find us on Facebook at Fully Persuaded About Faith. I look forward to bringing you some of the best in, um, I hate to say, Christian talk, um, because I think it's a little bit more about that. I'm honored that God has chosen to allow me to do this this is the fav- my my favorite part of the things that I do in ministry and I'm honored that he would uh, he would trust this um this, this this show which we try to increase faith and build spiritual endurance and initiate positive change because we all know that we need grace to make it but we also know that we need to hear the testimony of other people that have been through the fire and been through the flood and they made it out and they made it through um, I love, I love, I love to bring um, people on the air who have um, the power to change your life if you grasp hold of the concepts that they're dropping with you. And I'm telling you, we have learned a lot this past year. But we learned to lean, trust, and depend on God. There is none like him. There is nobody like him. So you know How I always love to close my show, listening to this song, Let Your Power Fall, um, sung by the Carter Cortez, because we need God's power to fall in this nation like never before. I have never seen a time like the time that we live in. Um, We are so quick to hurt one another and, and abuse and misuse one another. But I am praying, I am standing in agreement with the prayer from the bishop but I'm praying for God's power to fall on us like rain. We need Him. We need Him. We need Him. We need him. Let your
0: power fall. When your name is called, prove the downloaders wrong. God, you're still mighty and strong. Fight this battle for me and help my unbelief so I can tell all my friends you won again. that you have. They need the power in here We need it Come on, let your power fall When your name is called Through the dark of road Every time they talked about me Every time they lied on me God, you're Almighty. You're still mighty and strong. So this is what I need you to do This is what I need to do you